Hello, hello, and welcome to the Finding the Unicorn in You podcast. What a beautiful day to inspire lives. My name is Jaime Gabriel Ragosa, your host, and I am so excited to have you here. Let's get ready to meet some fantastic unicorns and learn how to unleash the inner unicorn in you. Let's get started. Today, I have a very special individual. I've known her for three years, and she has been an amazing individual. Since the, since the moment I actually interviewed with her, she gave me the confidence and I just knew we were going to get very well. And she accepted me with the agency and open arms. And I learned so many good things. And today I have the privilege of interviewing her. Not only is she a fantastic coworker, she's a mother. She's also, she's been a supervisor, a director, and she's worked at various different agencies. And she's actually a licensed therapist as well. So I'll let her talk a little bit about herself. Here's Myra Roman. Oh, hi, Wade. Thank you so much. What a, what a great introduction. <laughs> I really appreciate it. And I am very glad just to be with you here today in this podcast. I have been listening to the previous episodes and and I am learning so much. And, and, and I wish you the best. And I know this is going to be a, a really good tool for, for a lot of young leaders and even seasoned leaders, people that really want to learn. So I am very privileged just to be here with you, Jaime. Thank you. Thank you. I'm glad that you like the show so far. So why don't you tell us a little bit about your journey and what, where you are right now and how you've gotten there? Okay. Yeah, of course. My bachelor's in psychology and I started as a home visitor pointing to the homes of the families here in Orange County. I love it. Really enjoy being a home visitor, uh, teaching parents, learning skills, helping them with case management. And then I did that, you know, for a couple of years. And then I moved into the mental health field. And the reason why I, I did that is because I went back to school to get my master's in counseling psychology. And, and one of the things that really motivated me to go back and get my master's was that during my time as a home visitor, I always wanted to refer my clients for therapy in six months waiting, seven months waiting because there were not Spanish speaking therapists. And, you know, that was so sad. So I said, well, if not me, then who, right? So that's what really motivated me. I went back. I got my master's degree. I continued to work as a home visitor. And when I graduated, I didn't to be a home visitor, but as a therapist, providing short-term therapy in the homes, working mainly with women. It, and that was such an amazing experience. After that, I started my career in management to become a supervisor and later on a director. Found management to be uh, so, so special because that's an opportunity where you can't impact the community, but in a different level. And not only a community, but your staff. As I was working with clients, you know, and I, you could only see so many at a, at, in a week, right? 50, 20, and, and, and that's it. Mm-hmm. But I, I learned that as a manager, if you develop your stuff, you can multiply yourself. Really, in fact, more and, and bigger. Mm-hmm. So that really 
captivated me and I continued the journey. I, I put aside a little bit my mental health component. Um, and it's been, you know, you know, recent that I am now combining um, both roles as a director and also as a therapist. And, and I, I'm enjoying it. So that's um, my journey so far uh, professionally. Okay. And if I could also mention payment net and raising up my family as well. I am a really proud mother of two little girls. Yes, and they're wonderful individuals. And I know that being a mom, being a wife, being a worker, that's all a lot to juggle, you know, and sometimes they do mix together. And you mentioned some, the component about mental health. And I know you being a therapist, you know this very well. It is super important to have good mental health wherever you're at especially at, at the workplace. So what are one thing you can kind of give advice that you've done to kind of hone yourself down and practice your mental health so you, you kind of avoid burnout? Uh, doing what you like. If you do what you like, mm -hmm. you're going to persevere. I really like my job. Well, sometimes it's not easy, right? But for the most part, I like it. And, and I always try to keep that and, and if i'm not liking it then i i'm aware that i need to do some changes so just doing what you like and having that support my husband is my unicorn in a way right <laughs> he really teams with me he, we, we make a team uh and um the my family people around me my mother-in-law she supports me so that i can my role as a professional but also as a mother so i i guess asking for help <laughs> it that support is really important yes having a support system is super super important i think i wouldn't have able been able to do it like especially in the position that i that i am now without your guidance when i was there when you were there and um all of the wonderful co-workers that i've had my supervisor and even my staff and outside of work having my family and my friends all of those really do help bring you up because sometimes we're not in a bit the best work environment. It can be pretty toxic and it can bring you down into a dark place. So having a support system, have someone to talk to. And if for some reason you have a really small support system, getting therapy. Something I recently started learning through a training, I want to kind of pick your brain with it. So there's a term you probably know is secondhand trauma, especially in the helping field. We can experience secondhand trauma when working with clients with high traumatic um, life experiences. So if you're working with an individual that has had a, a, an event that's causing them to have PTSD, you as a mental health provider can develop also PTSD. So- Yes, yeah, absolutely, Jaime, yes. Because if you, in the first uh, place, if you're in this field, in, in the helping field profession, it's because you care. Yeah. It's because you like people, it's because you wanna help. And, and when you face so many things or, or, or people that are so broken, it's hard. It's hard to not be involved. It's hard not to care, right? Because in the first place, that's why you're here. Because you're here to care. Mm -hmm. So yes, and as a mental health professional, it's so important to be aware, to, to learn, learn boundaries, and to have your support. Because you cannot come back to your home with your family and bring all of that trauma. Mm -hmm. yeah? Because you're not going to be effective. 
not in the home, you're not going to be effective at work. So you need to have your, you know, your boundary. And sometimes that is so hard. That's why having a supervisor, having um, somebody uh, that will coach you or that will support you is so important. Order to bust this feel. I completely agree. Went from the transition from being a home visitor to a home visitor supervisor. Yes. That's something that not many get to actually experience. So, but you were able to stay within your agency and move up. Yes. So with that comes its own challenges of learning to supervise your peers. So if you have to give any advice to any individual that is going through that process, what advice would you say that you've learned that made it a little bit easier, if not to help you through over the years as you did make that transition? I will say having a very honest and transparent conversation with your peers. Hey, you know, I haven't given this new opportunity. I am in a new role. And in order for, you know, our work to be successful, you know, I need to do my job. And my job might be now calling you out or, you know, <laughs> you know, doing certain things. I want you to know that this is not personal, that, you know, I'm, I'm, I have to do my job, that I still care, you know, that we're still friends, but I need to be in this new role. And I hope that you could be mature enough to understand that. And obviously it's not easy, but you know what I, what I have seen or what I have learned through the years is just having those very transparent and honest conversations. Because if you don't have it, it's going to be very awkward for you, for your peer. And, you know, they're going to think, oh, you know, we can still like have the same relationship. But, you know, it, it's, it changed. Relationships are constantly changing. Mm -hmm. And it requires to be mature to if we do embrace the change. No, and I'm glad that you said that because vulnerability, I think, is one of the things that some leaders are scared of because it, they make they think that that makes them weak. That by being vulnerable, you're showing weakness. But as one of my favorite researchers, Bernie Brown says, vulnerability brings strength. It's the one of the most strongest qualities an, a leader could have because you're showing your staff, I go through the same emotions that you go through. So let's try to work together and understand each other so that we can get through this and work as a team and I'm not here to like boss you around or control you, but we're here to work together, not separate. Exactly. Exactly. We're, we're working towards one vision mm -hmm. and, um, and a mission of the organization that we're working for. I really appreciate that. I know leaders like you that have that quality and have a lot of other qualities that make you a, like a wonderful leader. Talking about qualities, and you mentioned a little bit. There's different qualities that make individuals a unicorn. So that they make them stand out, makes them special in their own way. And those people is you. Like, you know, when I saw you, I learned so much and I feel like I still can learn a lot. Like every time I have a conversation with you, in my mind, I have a notebook ready, just writing things that, as you say things. Cause I'm like, that's really good information. That's really good advice. And you've inspired me to do so many great things. I copied and mimicked a lot of your supervising styles. And I would, I constantly think, what would Myra do in this situation? And I was like, okay, so let me do that. Stop <laughs> it. I think that those are the reasons I think you're a unicorn. So what are some some things that you feel seeing other people and you're like, wow, that's a unicorn quality? Uh, to me, high men that really stands up, 
you know, whenever I, you know, I'm managing people, it's when I find an individual or an employee that is trustworthy, mm-hmm. that's, oh, to me, that's gold. Because not, not every employee, you know, can be trustworthy. That's true. And, and, and as a manager, you know, I, I can work with with many individuals, right? But on my mind, I would always have those that I know I can trust in them. Maybe they are not going to be the smartest ones. And I need the smartest one as well, right? <laughs> right? But if, if there is a moment where I need to pick and choose, I would always pick and choose the trustworthy individual because that means in carry out a vision, I can carry out a project because I have people around me that I can trust that if I say, okay, let's do this. Well, let's do it. Their yes is yes. And their no is no, that they are consistent to me. That's a unicorn, you know, as a manager, whenever I'm hiring or, or picking people to work with me. I want those qualities. That's a really good quality to have. And like you said, it's really hard to have somebody that authentically and genuinely wants to be there for the right reason. Maybe motivated by just the income. And you need somebody that's going to be there for the cause, especially for those positions that are working with vulnerable populations like our clients. Because we hire individuals that are not there for the right reason. We're doing our clients a disservice. I, I totally agree with you. I, you know why I think you're a unicorn. So what are some qualities that you think that make you a unicorn? Oh, that is hard to answer, right? I think I'm, I'm a unicorn, Jaime, because I think I can bring people together. I'm a good team player. And in my teams, I can bring them together. Even if they don't really like each other. Somehow, I, I, I think I, I, I'm a good influencer on the team. And I can assist people in, you know, we're going to work on, on this project. It's not my benefit, but it's our benefit. I think I'm really good at using we instead of I. Mm-hmm. I, I think that's one of the qualities that I say I'm a unicorn. Besides that, I think that I am a unicorn because I am a Latina. Because I speak Spanish. I'm a unicorn because... I was born and raised in a different country. I know the challenges of, you know, coming here and learning uh, the language and learning the culture and, and still do good if you embrace this country. So that's, that's what I think. And it's amazing because when I see individuals like yourself that have gone through those challenges and still can not only be a leader, a person that inspires and has a great personality, like that you're able to inspire others, that it inspires me to want to even be better. Individuals that you have, I have around me, you need to have jewels that can consistently inspire you to continue doing better, that are constantly pushing you. And having people like you in my life allow me to shine brighter. So thank you for being you. <laughs> oh, thank you. Thank you. And you know that you also challenge me constantly. <laughs> And that's good. So I agree with you having people around you that will call you out, that will challenge you to do better. It's so important if you want to grow. 
Because if not, yeah, obviously, you know, you can't have the people around you that will, that are going to say what you want to hear, but maybe not what you need to hear, right? It's, it's, it's a key. It's a key if you want to grow. Yes. If not, we end up in, we get complacent. Yes. Yes. And you have called me out many times. (laughs) And I will continue to do so. (laughs) I appreciate that. What is one of the biggest challenges or life lessons that you have learned either in your work or in your personal life? I think one of the biggest lessons is embracing, believing that you can be a unicorn, that you can be a good influence. So, I, you know, it, it's so easy for me to see the good in others, right? Yeah, you know, this, this, have these qualities, you, you're such a good leader, but sometimes it's hard to see it in us. And to me, that has been a challenge. And no, it's not always easy. But I recognize that you need to raise up because if you don't do it, like I said previously, then hope. And there is a lot of need out there. You remind yourself, but how do you get out of your head? Because I, I think a lot of that is imposter syndrome. You're into a new position or a new place. And I don't know if I belong here. I don't know if I'm good enough to do this and you're in a constant fight with yourself and it's exhausting. Yes. Yes. Absolutely. Jaime. To me, what has helped is just I didn't go. Everything has a process. I'm just reminding myself it's a process. I don't have to be in control of everything. I don't have to learn every single thing on the first one. I don't have to be liked by every single one of my coworkers and employees. You know, it's a process, it's time. And my telling me those things constantly helps me to be more at ease. Understand that I'm a human too, right? I think that that's great advice because I know I've experienced it. I still experience it today. I've been a supervisor for going on eight, nine years. And sometimes I'm like, should I really be doing this? Like actually making like a change. And when I was a caseworker, I was told, you're not always going to see the change that you're making. You're, you can be helping clients every single day and they're never going to say thank you. You may not see a change, but years later, it's a, it's a gradual change that you're, do, what you're doing to them. And I think the same concept and lesson can be applied with our staff. They may not thank you right now and they may see what you're doing, you're putting them through is hard. It's unnecessary. And it doesn't make sense to them. But li- later on in life, they're like, thank you, Myra, for teaching me this. Thank you, you know, Jaime, for putting this in my head. And I think that's one of the hardest things as a supervisor because you're like, they hate me, you know? <laughs> <And> like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but if at the end of the day, you're okay with yourself and, that, that, and you know that you think your job, you put those seeds out there. Some of them are going to grow now. Some of them are going to grow later on. But your job was done. Sometimes you're the one that plants the seed. Other times you are the one that is going to grow the tree. And sometimes you'll be the one that is going to just receive, right? All all the results. Uh Now, being a supervisor, what do you think is one of the most important things other than, so putting aside meeting goals, putting aside mean the daily tasks. Um, if everything is good, like you say, you, you, t- you trained your staff, everything's doing well, the program's doing well. What is an important thing that you need to do as a supervisor to help shape your staff to be like 
better or even the, the future leaders of tomorrow? Caring. 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 Caring for your staff. Do you have to provide the staff with an environment, with an atmosphere, with a culture where they can't grow, where they can't fulfill their potential? So if they are doing with with calls and the program is, is doing good, it's just asking, asking, caring, you know, where do you see yourself? What do you see that you want to do? How can I help you to, to reach your goal? I can be a, a better support for you. I, and I think that that really makes a, a big impact in employees where you see that you have a supervisor that really also cares for you as an individual yes i think that's one of the, the boundaries and everything right but yes <laughs> i'm sorry i interrupt you no you did yeah i think so setting boundaries is super important because i think that's where a lot of individuals struggle because they want to show that they care they want to give out a hand but they're like what is that bound when do i cross that line i don't want to be able to have them just not respect me anymore because they see me more as a friend than their supervisor but being able to still keep that professional relationship by showing you, hey, I care about you and where you want to go. Yeah. And just being able to do that, I think, will not only gain the respect of the individual, but they would they it makes them want to stay there longer because they're like, what well, you know what? I can learn a lot from this individual. I, I think this leader can actually do a lot more for me. Yeah. Hey, Rich. Who is the unicorn in your life that you feel has impacted you the most and has made you the person that you are today? Well, uh, I don't have only one. I think I have a lot, a lot of unicorns. I could mention a few. I think my sisters, the oh. way uh, I have a sister that she's very smart and, and she really inspire me to uh, do good, to, to, um, to learn. I have another sister that um, she's not that smart. <laughs> she's so wise. Yes. She's not academically or book smart, but she's so wise. And, and she has inspired me to bring, um, yeah, balance to my life, wisdom, my husband. I think he, he, he's very brave. So um, he has inspired me to, to pick challenges. A spiritual mentor. He has also really inspired me in just, just having that part of myself, that spirituality and so good. So, so it's not only one unicorn. I think I, I have a lot of people in my life that, that I consider them unicorns. And and I think it goes back to what we were talking before, that support system, uh -huh. right? The importance of it, you know, the, your mentors, your family, uh, the people that adds to you. Yeah, and I think it's important to acknowledge all those individuals because sometimes we take people for granted and we're just, you know, they're there, but. You can always learn something from someone, regardless of, like you said, how smart they are, where they're from, who they are. Even if they're younger than you, I've learned so many things from my staff or individuals that are like 10 years younger than me. And I'm like, I would have never known that. 
you know? <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. I think it's just having that mindset of, I want to learn. And if you want to learn, you can learn from anybody and, and everything. Mm-hmm. But you have to have that humility to, to, to learn, to be able to want. You have to keep an open mind for sure. Yes, exactly. And if you want our listeners to take one thing out of today, and it could be something you said or something brand new, what is one piece of advice that you, you would give them so that they can be a unicorn, so that they can embrace themselves and want to do better in the future? Okay. I think my advice comes from a, a Colombian public uh, speaker. His name is uh, Joko Kenji. I love what he says. And I I live by it because I think it's such a... Uh, he says, uh, soon or later, consistency and discipline will overcome intelligence. I don't consider myself somebody very intelligent, but I do consider myself as somebody um, this, that, that knows how to uh, be disciplined and consistent. And because of those attributes, Sooner or later, you know, I have been given great opportunities and not because I was, I'm the most smart person, right? Or the best option, but because I have shown consistency in the quality that I spoke before, trustworthy. So my advice for your listeners, Jaime, for all of those people that are in leadership, that are already leaders, be consistent, be consistent, be trustworthy. I think those are great attributes that will open the doors sooner or later, sooner or later. So I think that's what I will advise. (laughs) That is great. And I think that it Wow, I'm so processing it. <laughs> I think it was great. That's really great. And I think it's right. You need to be consistent. You need to be able to consistently show up every day and be authentically yourself. Be the person that you want to be. And it just reminded me of, I forget the exact quote, but they said, if you dream that you can be there, the first thing you need to do is show up. You know, that's yeah. show up and do it every single day. By showing up, you're at least showing, I am working towards that goal. I am going to put everything in. And you said, you don't have to be the smartest person in the in, in the room. You don't even have to be the most talented. But as long as you show up, you can overcome even those individuals because you're being consistent and you're showing them that I am reliable. And at the end of the day, when you need me, you know I'm going to be there. Exactly. <laughs> well said. <laughs> But that, that was amazing. I think uh, I'm going to write that down. I'm going to put in a sticky note, stick it on my, my whiteboard and in my mirrors. I can see that every day. Thank you. But I think that pretty much wraps all the questions I have for you. I really do appreciate you taking the time out of your very busy schedule, you know, because not, not only do you work a nine to five job, but you also have a second shift at your home with your family. So I thank you so much for taking the time out of your day to, to meet with me and get and have this talk and give this advice to everybody and our listeners. And um, is there anything else that you would like to close up with or anything else you want to say? 
<laughs> Other than I, uh, that, that it is my pleasure to, to be here and that I wish you the best and uh, please keep listening to this great podcast. Um, you're going to find a lot of gold, a lot of uh, um, pearls that you could um, apply the next day or immediately after the podcast. So, um, yeah, thank you, Jaime. It, it's been a, a great experience and a pleasure. Thank you so much. And for your listeners, we said if you like this content, feel free to hit the subscribe button. The show and every other show is always posted on Fridays at 8 a.m. So continue listening. And thank you, Myra, once again. And I hope everyone will see you next week. Bye.